Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The volume. All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight here at The Volume. Happy Thursday, everybody. Round two coverage of the NBA playoffs here at Hoops Tonight is brought to you by Chase Freedom Unlimited. How do you cash back? We are live on AMP, so if you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast feeds, don't forget that AMP is the very first place that you guys can get these shows. What an incredible game six between the Celtics and the Sixers. An absolute nightmare game from Jason Tatum that turns around at the end on the strength of four made three-point shots. Uh, an interesting adjustment as well from Joe Missoula um, that they had not really tried much during the series. A lot to get into. You guys know the drill before we get started. Subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. And if for whatever reason you guys miss one of these shows and you can't get back over to YouTube to finish, don't forget you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under Hoops Tonight. All right, let's talk some basketball. So, you know, it's funny. I I was sympathizing with Jason Tatum uh, tonight because the game of basketball can be really cruel sometimes, specifically jump shooting, right? I mean, it's just there's so much variance. And you see this a lot with uh, sports that are low percentage sports, things like baseball, things like golf, where you fail a lot more than you succeed, right? Um, you know, you're aiming for fairways and on really different, difficult courses, you might have a day where you hit seven out of 18 fairways. Like if you're the best baseball player on the planet, you fail six out of 10 times. Like Steph Curry is shooting below 40% from three in this playoff run. And he's the best shooter to ever touch a basketball. You work, you know, these guys, a lot of people don't realize if I were to put uh, Jason Tatum on a shooting machine or hand him three assistant coaches to rebound for him and have him shoot 100 um, catch-and-shoot threes, he's going to make 77 78% of them. And if he's got a guy rebounding for him and he just does his patented little sidestep three going to his left, if he takes that same shot 50 times in a row, he's probably going to make 37 38 of them in a shooting drill. 
And that's how cruel the game of basketball can be. Sometimes your hard work can fail you, specifically when it comes to jump shooting. You guys have seen this a lot with LeBron James in this playoff run. LeBron James, five straight postseason runs where he shoots 37% from three on at least six attempts per game. And the dude has just struggled mightily to knock down shots in this playoff run, although he's starting to kind of get it together as of late. And, like, you see him before going in six hours before the game and trying to get working on his shot. It's like you, you just – all you can tell yourself in those situations – I had a really bad shooting slump when I was in college too. I, my second season, I shot almost 50% from three in conference play. And then the very next season, I had a stretch in non-conference play where I missed 22 threes in a row. So, like, I know the feeling to, like, know your work and to know you're capable of it and to just not see it come to fruition. And all you can tell yourself as a shooter in those situations is that this is it's you're going to eventually break out of the slump and you have to trust your form. And a lot of times, like, when I'm coaching young players, I'll tell them, like, don't even think about the shot result. Just think about your form. Focus on your form and you won't even be thinking about your slump. Focus on just getting a good wide base, getting really good lift, limiting unnecessary motion, holding your follow through, making sure you don't chuck, uh, like, take anything off of your shot and leave it short. Rather miss long than short. There's a bunch of different things that you can focus on, but it's really hard mentally. And, I mean, this is a guy that that has been working his butt off, and next thing you know, you look up in a pivotal game six on the road in Philly, and you're one for 14 from the field. But guess what? Jason Tatum is a fantastic three-point shooter, and he made four big ones at the end of the game, and the Celtics win. And the one he made, the one that started it all there in that left corner was a really tough shot. And so I'm sure that was satisfying for Tatum, and I bet you he doesn't even care about all those misses anymore. Now, Jason Tatum struggles because he hasn't been the same player in this playoff run, and there are a couple of different reasons for that. I, I think that, I think that the rhythm of the entire team has been a little bit funky this year, and we're going to talk about that a little bit when we get to talking about Boston's defense here in a few minutes. But I think one of the if I and there's never one reason for that significant of a decline compared to his performance last year. But you know, if I had to guess, I'd say it's a lack of variety. Like, let's take a look at two guys that have been having different postseason runs than in their past. James Harden, he had a rough night tonight, but he's had more playoff moments this year on bigger stage. He had a very big playoff moment uh, on a big stage this year after really struggling last year. Well, last year in the postseason, James Harden attempted 0.5 mid-range jump shots per game. This year, he's shooting 2.2. He's added a little bit of variety to his game, right? Uh, Jason Tatum last year in the postseason attempted three mid-range jump shots every single playoff game. And this year he's attempting 1.4. So that's what's crazy. Last year, Jason Tatum attempted six times as many uh, uh, mid-range jump shots as James Harden. And this year he's shooting almost half as many as James Harden. So if I had to guess, again, it's a bunch of different things. And like I said before, sometimes it's less... Anything other than just crazy bad luck that can come with shooting slumps. But I think that when you really start to limit yourself to three-point shots in the rim, and I understand the analytic case for that, but to me, a basketball player is at his best when he feels comfortable. And when defenses are designed to take away the three-point line and the rim, it, it, it can you, you play into the defense's hands when those are the only two shots you're willing to take. I think Philly's done a really nice job in this entire series of pressuring Tatum and Brown, especially on the handle, enforcing a lot of turnovers. You know what? Like when when they're ball pressuring you, especially with smaller guards, like where's your advantage? You're you're six nine. 
You could shoot over the top, take him down to the block, take him to the mid post with a a uh, uh, triple threat, so you don't have to dribble. That's those are the advantages about those spots on the floor too. It's it's also about the defense being willing to concede shots there. But in addition to that, it also is the best place to protect the basketball. Um, I remember when I was younger, I used to really struggle with. Um, ball pressure guards because I was a big that could shoot right so I was like I'm six six and can shoot from deep and so I when I came back to town and I, I you know got pretty good at like step backs and off the dribble shooting teams would always just put little guards on me and especially over COVID I was like I'm sick of having all these little guards just attacking my handle and I'm not as fast as them and I can't get by them let me just take them to the post and for an entire pandemic literally I just worked on post moves over both shoulders um, fadeaways hook shots things along those lines and now whenever I have a little guard on me that's attacking the basketball I just give the ball up and I go fight for position 15 feet from the rim and I get the ball don't even have to worry about dribbling at that point because he can't get to the basketball I'm protecting it and like I know Tatum has all of that stuff because we've seen him do it he's shooting over 50% from the mid-range in this playoff run so I think that's another way for him to just kind of add a little bit more variety to his offense this is not I'm not teaching Tatum anything he used to do all of this stuff I don't know if it was the analytic department I don't know if it was just his own change in approach but he went from being a multifaceted uh versatile player to a player that can become uh pretty uh predictable sometimes and that could be an issue but shout out to Tatum for sticking with it on a rough shooting night and hitting the ones that he needed to hit. Um, I'd been begging all series long for Joe Missoula to try something a little bit more gimmicky, right? Like we've been looking at this Warriors-Lakers series and every single game, there's some sort of significant um, adjustment, right? Like even after five games or even after four games of that series, we have Steve Kerr starting to run more Ram action so that he can get Draymond into the ball screen on AD by getting a switch before the ball screen, right? Like that's a little adjustment or then Draymond like setting little like weird moving picks in the lane as Steph is driving. All these little quirks and things that they're trying and and sometimes in this series, it's been a lot of just like, hey, it's game four and we're still running drop coverage against Harden and Embiid and giving Embiid easy catches at the foul line. Like at what point are we going to try something different? Robert Williams and Al Horford had only played seven minutes together total in the entire series before tonight. And they started Robert Williams next to Al Horford, put Robert Williams on P.J. Tucker, and basically had him hawk the paint. And it was it was kind of a no-brainer adjustment. And again, like I want like Joe Mazzulla, here's the thing. If they survive this round, maybe it's a lesson learned that he needs to adjust a little bit sooner as they go into future rounds. But, you know, it, it, it all they played with fire. They were trailing late in this one. But it, it, it ended up working out in the end. But I thought that was a really smart adjustment. Robert Williams was plus 18 tonight. Um, one other note on Boston, because I was just, as I was watching this particular series, like last year, uh, some of you guys who followed the show back then might remember me saying something along the lines of, this is the best defense I've seen in the modern era. And I truly believed that at the time. Um, I think Anthony Davis has shown a a, a level of just just overcoming the world, so to speak, for the Lakers that has had some Laker defensive efforts that have been better, but they, they've been kind of inconsistent and they were awful defensively in game five, right? That Boston team last year, every single night was frightening defensively. And it's largely the same personnel. Now, they did play Robert Williams and Al Horford together more last year, but they were also frightening defensively with Al Horford at the five last year. And I don't think people realize how big of a gap that was last year. Now these numbers are coming into tonight, so they uh, might be uh, they're not updated from tonight's game. But last year, 
All right, let's just start with this year for perspective. The Celtics this year are, av- are allowing 100 points per 100 possessions in the half court, right? Transition's a little bit different. Boston was a bad transition defense last year even. Um, but they're giving up 100 points per half, uh, 100 half-court possessions this year. Last year, they averaged 88. 88 points per 100 possessions in the half-court. Think about how insane that is. Lakers and Warriors, they're both in the mid-90s. Everyone else is up in that mid-90s, around 100. Like the, the Celtics defense last year was at an entirely different level. Now, it's mostly the same personnel. Has Al Horford slowed down a little bit? Maybe. But it's mostly the same personnel. And so my best guess at it is what most Celtics fans have been screaming all year long, which is that this team, I don't know if it's just because they've had so many long playoff runs or because they know they have the most talented roster in the league, but they just have a tendency to, on any given moment, just kind of play down to the competition and then find themselves in some trouble. And I I know... I know it can seem like a a boring answer to be like, oh, they just need to play harder. But sometimes it really is that simple. Al Horford's not 12 points worse per 100 possessions than he was last year. This team, Jason Tatum was one of the best perimeter defenders in the league last year. He was like a, he he was literally erasing action by himself in many cases. Jalen Brown took a big step back defensively this year. As a team, they just haven't quite been the same, and I think that's a big part of why they haven't been able to dispatch with their opponents despite having a talent advantage. Something to keep an eye on moving forward, but that said, they still got to win one more game. You know Philly's going to come thinking they can win. They've won in Boston twice already, but they need to bring the requisite effort and focus and energy in Game 7 to advance to the next round. I said this after um, Milwaukee lost, but like the Red Seas have parted for Boston. They they match up really, really well with whoever will come out of the Eastern Conference or Western Conference, right? Like if it ends up being the Lakers, it's like they can pull Anthony Davis away from the paint. Al Horford's in a mean shooting slump himself right now, but he's got time to work through that. Um, they've they, they, The Red Seas have parted. You're going to face a Miami Heat team that you're way more talented than in the next round. Although Miami, I'm done over uh, underestimating them. And then if you get to the if you get to the finals, you're going to be favored. That's how good this Boston Celtics team is. They just had to get their shit together and stop messing around. And that was a uh, a good example of that tonight. Uh, Philly, really good battle. Honestly, I was impressed with them in their competitiveness. I mean, that adjustment with Robert Williams comes so late in the series that it's tough to adjust on the fly in a game six, especially with how great PJ Tucker has been defensively, but that's something they might have to take a look at as a team. They just did not shoot the ball well enough. Like James Harden and Tobias Harris. I think they combined to go something crazy, like five for 23 or something like that. I think Tobias was one of 17 and, um, and I think uh, Harden was what four for 16. So, I mean, you were right there. You had a lead there. The player they had on the, uh, in green that was struggling all night, Hit the shots that beat you. And that's how it goes sometimes in the playoffs. And here's the thing. When you're playing a more talented team, that's the best you can hope for is to be there at the end of the game with a chance to win. And they were, and it just didn't work out. And so they got to go out there in game seven and leave it all on the line and, and just hope for a better result. Fantastic game, though. Um, shout out to Jason Tatum. Again, I, I don't think people realize the fortitude it takes to keep shooting when the, when the shots aren't falling. Um, and I was impressed by that. All right, guys, that's all I have for right now. We will be back later tonight after Nuggets Suns.
volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.